The first time I saw Nika after she died was at Jamie Amory's 4th of July party. I'd slipped into the study, dark and cool and strictly off limits, was crossing the carpet to get to the liquor cabinet when I felt someone behind me. I paused, flesh prickling. Slowly, I began to turn. A set of doors, French. On the other side of the glass, a girl. I didn't run, didn't move, didn't even breathe. Just stood there looking, looking. This girl so familiar. Straight black hair, narrow nose, scarlet bloom of mouth, top lip nearly as fat as bottom. My skin recognized her before I did, rippling once, then tightening on the bones. My sister, Nika. I was surprised to see her, stunned. Yet a small part of me, the dark, secret, hidden part that didn't listen to reason, was not. I'd known she was going to be at this party all along, had known without knowing I knew, in a way that had nothing to do with my eyes or ears, with what I could sense with my body. That's why I'd crashed, wasn't it? To greet her, take her around, show her to everyone who'd lost faith, given up, bought into the lie that dead means gone. I reached out to touch her as she reached out to touch me, the tips of our fingers meeting on the pain, misting it a little. I began to fill, nearly to bursting. She seemed just as full, mouth open, stretching wide, Laughter I could almost hear spilling out. Almost, but not quite. The doors were old-fashioned. Two clear rectangles framed in wrought iron. At the center was a latch, small and black. I seized it. Twisted, rattled, jerked. Unbudging as if set in cement. I let go. Tried again with a different grip. Hand slipping on slick metal. My body lurched forward, right temple smashing into glass. I staggered back, a hurt in my head that made me throb, a jolt in my blood that shocked me mad, a ringing in my ears that turned me dizzy. I looked around for something to throw, a chair maybe. But the only chair in the room was overstuffed leather, arms wooden and elaborately carved, too heavy even to lift. I looked back at Nika took a step toward her to, I don't know what, plead, I suppose, beg her to stay. And as I did, she leaned into me. Her eyes were hot, our mouths close, almost touching, our breaths intermingling if not for the pain. Again, I pulled on the latch, and again the latch refused to yield. As I continued to pull and pull hard as I could, so hard it felt like I was wrenching my fingers from their sockets. I watched her expression changing, dimming, her features going limp, listless. I'd lost her, I realized. She'd wander off, leave me alone, this time probably for good. It was already too late. Inside me something crumpled, and I let my head fall against the iron bar running down the door's middle, my whole weight slumping behind it.
Suddenly, a giving sensation, followed by a tumbling one, forward and then over. At first, I was frightened. No ground under my feet. But as the stationary objects rushed away, the French doors, the short balcony outside the French doors, the rail, waist-height and rounded and shining, so too did the fear.